What's up guys? Welcome back to the Untold Stories Athlete Edition. I'm your host, Brianna Garcia, and today for episode 13, I'm having on freshman Faith Lynch. Faith is on the volleyball team and she's a defensive specialist and she's from Magnolia, Texas, and she's majoring in corporate communications. Ooh, ooh, that is my minor. I feel like nobody at Baylor has that major. And how are you doing today, Faith? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. It's been a it's been a it's been a long day. So for the question I always ask at the beginning of the podcast is why you chose Baylor. Yeah. So I feel like my path is a little different. Um, I'm sixth generation Baylor. Wow. So it's it's deep in the roots. Um, all my mom's side, my mom was fifth. Um, my dad had got the Baylor. Um, so kind of, I grew up going to homecoming. My first homecoming is eight weeks old. Um, so, yes, uh, green and gold was in my blood. Um, and then playing volleyball, kind of going through the recruiting process, and my dad sat me down, and he was like, look, I want you to make the right college decision for you. I don't want it to be a family thing. I don't want it to be like an obligation for you. I want you to choose the school you want to go to, because he had that opportunity as well. He wanted that for me. Um, and so, letters, the whole thing. Um, I was like, and I know if I am not playing volleyball, I was still going to go Baylor. Yeah. Um, so I was like, we can this happen, let's make it happen. Um, so after letters, visits, it just kind of worked out. And so when did you commit to Baylor? Yeah, so I committed in my freshman year um, as a 14-year-old, which wow. is terrifying. <laughs> um, looking back, I was like, wow, God really blessed me because that's a big decision to make at such, such a young age. Um, but like looking back, it, it worked out and it's, it's all worth it. Yeah, and so you said how you committed when you were 14 probably verbally committed, right? And do you think, you know, I think volleyball, softball, soccer, some of these sports, they recruit at such a young age, whether like with track, people don't really commit to like your junior or senior. So do you think that makes a big difference with, you know, how you're going through high school and then getting to college? Like you're making the decision at such a young age compared to other sports that might be doing when you're 17 or 18 years old. Yeah, it's a big decision. And I mean, it's four years of your life that you're deciding on like where you want to get your education, where you want to figure out how to live on your own. It's a big deal. Um, and I feel like that's why the transfer portal is the way it is right now is because these girls committed such an age and now they're doing it, they're playing their sport and it's just not the right place. Um, so I think it was it was difficult, um, obviously having like the guidance of my parents and if volleyball were to go away, I would still want to be at Baylor. So yeah. for that aspect, it really worked out. Um, but I think they, honestly, the NCAA did a good job of changing that rule because as a 13-year-old, that's a big decision to make. Um, and so they changed it to where you, I don't think you commit like till like maybe like the end of your junior year, something along those lines. Um, so they really slowed it down, which is good because I mean, I was sending out letters in eighth grade, yeah. trying to get the whole process going and figuring it out. Um, I played at Houston Junior, so I had a recruiting coordinator um, so she really helped with all of that aspect of it, kind of like the setting of your profile and how to write a letter and all that. I mean, I was talking to, I talked to Coach Mack when I was 14 years old, like, hi, I want to come play volleyball for you. Like I was a baby. Yeah. Um, so those were, yeah, big steps. I had to grow up fast for sure. Yeah. I think it's just like for me, so I committed for volleyball at like 16 before I got into track. And I remember when I committed, I was like, I'm so done with high school. I want to like literally get out of here. I had like senioritis oh, yeah. when I was only like 16. So I think even how you mentioned the transfer portal, I think a lot of, especially women from, if they commit when they're 14, their body changes. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, with volleyball in college, the pace of it changes and it's just hard. And I think it's really important that 
they did change that rule and things like that. And that you kind of have learned that throughout your years. So I think that is incredible. And so kind of talking about you in high school, I noticed like with your stats that you used to be a setter and now you're a defensive specialist, a DS. So kind of, can you talk about like that transition from those two different positions? Yeah, it was a big jump. Um, I think I knew even at a young age, I was pretty short, I'm five, six. Um, and so if I wanted to play volleyball at the highest level, um, I was probably going to have to make that switch. Um, I continued to be a setter. Um, I was recruited as a setter DS. Um, so I kind of, in the back of my head, I was like, I'll just put that DS kind of on the back of the setter kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but it was a big switch for sure. I mean, going from touching the first ball, not touching the second ball is a big transition, especially at the highest level, like the speed of the game is crazy. So just trying to learn new skill at that speed, is, it's been a challenge. Um, I came in early, through the semester early, and it was such a blessing to be able to do that. Uh, just gave me some extra time to learn this new skill, learn how to do serve receive the way Baylor wanted serve receive to be done. I didn't have any bad habits in that department because I didn't have any habits at all. Yeah. So that was kind of nice. I was like, okay, this is truly a fresh start. Um, I just have a bigger respect for the game, for sure. Um, I'm playing volleyball in a new way, and it's really refreshing. It's been awesome. Um, definitely big challenges, but the team has just given me so much grace and love. And they're like, look, we know it's going to be bad, but it's okay. We're training. That's yeah. kind of our motto is we're training. We're, yeah. We want to be trained. Yeah. Um, so that's been, it's been good. A challenge, yeah. but it's been good. So when you came to Baylor, you had no DS really experience. I mean, maybe I'd have to pass the ball at high school practice if like someone was, wasn't there, something random. Yeah, I I think I played outside when I was like 10 for like two rotations. I was always a setter. Okay. So that was, it was a big jump. So what has been like the hardest like transition? Serve, receive, defense, like what Serve, receive. Yeah. For sure. Um, I never had to do it. <laughs> so I just kind of, I literally showed up today one practice at Baylor and it was like, okay, you're in the back row. And I was like, Setting has gone out the window. <laughs> like it is not happening. Um, we're not gonna try to play that. Card. We're not even gonna try to ask. Yeah. Um, but it's it's been good. I mean, it's like I said, the game was so fast, and so having to make those small movements so quickly. Uh, but the girls have been great. We call ourselves the Ninja Group because um, we're flying all over the place, doing all the things. So they just watching them practice and kind of seeing how they move, how. Um, it's you're always stopped and ready and make sure you're balanced and all the technical stuff. Um, watching them do that and then them giving me so much grace on like, hey, you know, we did that the wrong way, but like, we how to fix it and like, let's correct the next ball together. Yeah. Um, so that's been good. But yeah, it's definitely service Yeah, I can only imagine. When I play, I didn't either. I, they would always hide me in the back. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I do not want to be up here. But you keep on talking about the volleyball team and they're giving you grace and they're loving and things like that. And I know I've been to one of y'all's practices before. And y'all always do something at the end of practice and maybe even at the beginning as well. So can you kind of talk about like what y'all do as a team? Yeah, so we always circle up before and after practice. Um, before practice, circle up, there's a little circle in the middle court of the Feral Center. Um, and everyone's toes have to be on the line because that means you're checked in, like you're locked and ready for practice. Um, and so say it's like a Monday practice, so that'll be after the weekend. Um, we'll go around the circle and everyone will share like a highlight of their weekend. Um, and it's really nice and kind of like sweet refreshing because I feel like it builds our team chemistry in a way of not just like we're here to play volleyball and get in and get out kind of thing. Um, so I love that. And then we always pray and then we'll break, have a great practice. Um, then after practice, circle up again, make sure your toes are on the circle. And then 
typically we'll go around and everyone will say something about another person, like a highlight of the practice and kind of give a shout out to somebody that they feel like did well or did a skill great. Um, it's really nice and refreshing because I feel like it gives people a chance to highlight things that may have gone unnoticed, like um, something vocally or like picking up a teammate when they needed it or just being like, hey, like you really crushed that ball and like you're taking big, sw- big swings and we need that. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool. It's just an awesome way that grows our team. Um, and then we always pray and a big sick I'm after. Yeah. And I think just like hearing you talk about that, I feel like that will help people want to do better in practice because everyone always wants to get acknowledged for the things that they do. So I think that's really smart that your coach does that because, you know, like every little thing that someone does, like you said, is not going to get unnoticed by a teammate, by a staff member or anything like that. And has that tradition of what y'all been doing before and after practice helped when y'all are competing on the court? Oh, for sure. Um, I feel like volleyball is a very, it's adrenaline sport and very rallying point by point. And it's very easily to, you can get stuck in a hole and it's just kind of downhill from there. Um, So creating that bond and those relationships in practice is allowing us to get out of those holes if it happens in games quicker. Um, And just being able to trust teammates. I think one of the cool things about shouting people out also is, say like someone's having a bad practice and it's like, hey, like I know you had a bad practice, but like the way you handled it with like maturity and like you decided to keep going and like your body language was great. I feel like that lifts people up as even in like the struggle that's going on. Like we see the great things and like your training and like you're wanting to be better for this team. Um, so that's really cool. And especially in games, like that can happen so easily. Um, so I feel like body language is a huge thing. And then it just, it grows our team chemistry so much. I mean, we are truly a family. Yeah. And that just grows so much respect in itself and I always think the Baylor volleyball team I mean you hear from a lot of people that y'all really are just like a loving group and very religious and always trying to lift people up and I think one thing that I think we talked about a little bit how big was y'all's team last year yeah so we had a roster of 23 um which was honestly unplanned um <laughs> ask coach Mack himself he was not <laughs> planning on 23 at all um but it was such a cool dynamic Um, We had girls that were 17 to 22, all on the same roster. Um, Girls that had been there for a semester and girls that had been there for five years. So it was really cool. Um, A lot of walks of life in the locker room at times, you know, like definitely different dynamic. We had girls getting married, the whole thing. Um, We learned so much from each other. Um, And the older girls really shepherded us so well and just guided us. I learned so much, and those are some of my closest friends now, which is so cool. I live with three seniors. Um, Wow. And it's, at first, I was like, they asked me to move in, and I was like, this is going to be kind of weird. Like, y'all are a lot older than me, Um, but I am so sad to see them go, Um, and they are some of the best people, and have just loved me so well, and I feel like it helped our team, because now we're so young, and we lost 11 seniors last year. Um, I think it helped us mature quickly. Um, and realize the standard that Baylor Volleyball wants to have each year. And it's just grown our team so much and prepared us for what's coming this season. Um, Being so young, we have no expectations, but I feel like we're prepared because of last season, how we were just so loved by the older girls and shown the ropes of Baylor Volleyball and what it's supposed to be like to hold that standard. Yeah, and I know not only like that many seniors left, but also the whole coaching staff. Oh, yeah. It's different. I think Coach Mack is the only one that's there, right? 
Yes. So we, both of our assistants last year, Sam Erger and Jason Williams, um, both are now head coaches. Jason's at TCU, Sam's at SMU. Baylor is taking over the volleyball world, which is honestly so fun to see. Yeah. Um, but also sad. I mean, you know, I was recruited by those people. And so I'm like, I want you all to stay because this is like my squad. This is what I thought I was coming to. Um, but it, it, it's nice. We get a fresh start. It's a new Baylor volleyball. It's a new face. Um, I love our new assistant, Yahara. She's there right now. And then we have um, the other person coming in from Hawaii, which is so exciting. He'll be yeah. here soon. Um, so it, it is a fresh start. It's awesome. Yeah. It's it's refreshing. And I think everyone doesn't have a lot of expectations for us this year just because we have lost 11 seniors. So everyone's kind of like, what's going to happen? And we're like, we don't know, but we're going to surprise the world. And I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think it's so cool to see assistant coaches now go both be head coaches. I feel like you don't see that a lot. And it's so amazing that they're only an hour and a half away, and they're both doing head coaches for programs that are amazing. And, I mean, kudos to Coach Mack. I mean, that he should put so much praise, or people should put so much praise into him for that. And so I'm really excited to see what happens with them. And who was the DS specialist coach for y'all? Yes, it was Jason Williams. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so, so. at first I was like, oh, no, that's my guy. <laughs> um, but it really does speak to Coach Mack a lot. Um, even with us, he wants everyone to be leaders. He wants us to be women of influence. And so I think it speaks volumes that, yes, he wants to do that with us, but also his coaching staff, he wants to provide that same opportunity. And it is truly shown that his two assistants now have coaching jobs um so it's it's super encouraging and definitely speaks super high to coach mac um an amazing leader himself um so yeah really exciting yeah and having a young team what do you think y'all's goal going into this season is going to be i think i think the standard's the same you know i mean everyone's that big 12 ring everyone wants that national championship ring so i think that's the standard um you know if we're gonna dream we're gonna dream big so i think just holding that standard for us uh throughout the season you know, yes, we are young, um, but this freshman class, they're studs. Yeah. Um, we have a setter, Avery Carlson, Gatorade Player of the Year. I mean, like, she's a hoss. So I'm excited to see what she does. Um, Allie Check, amazing right side. Uh, Sophia Keen, um, she went to Concordia um, Lutheran, which is from my area, so I played against her in high school. And it's so fun that now we're on the same team. And then same with Alexis DaCosta, DS. Um, she's from Fulcher, and I played against her in high school, too. So now we're on the same team, which has been so fun. Um, but yeah, there's no expectation. I think, I think everyone's just kind of like, you know, they lost their team. Like, what are they going to do? But we're going to surprise some people and keep the standard high. Better. It's oh, yeah. Baylor, baby. Sick I know. <laughs> and so I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I kind of want to talk more personally about you. So I, we have a thing called FCA. It's fellow, Fel fellow fellowship of Christian, Christian athletes. And I got the pleasure of hearing Faith, you did your testimony. So I wanted you to just kind of speak on it a little bit because I think it's so important for people to know just more about you as well. Yeah. Um, so my junior year of high school, the day before my 16th birthday, I tore my ACL. Um, rocked my world for sure. You know, I was committed to Baylor at the time. Um, it was not supposed to happen to me. You know, I'm like, I'm the stud athlete. I'm going D1. I did all the things. Like, I'm not supposed to get injured. Um, that was really humbling really quick. Um, so I had surgery September 19th, 2019. Um, surgeon was absolutely amazing. I still keep in contact with him today. He did wow. such a great job. Um, had surgery, you know, going back to rehab. And I was so lost. I was so depressed. Um, volleyball had been my life up until 
that moment of actually tearing my ACL. And growing up in a Christian household, I was always kind of, you know, we love Jesus. We do everything for Jesus, um, all for his glory. And it didn't really hit home until volleyball was taken away. Um, he, Christ had just really shown me that volleyball is my world and that was my number one priority. And that should not be my only priority. Um, it should be to these amazing gifts and talents he's given me. It should be to glorify him and to actually give back to him. Um, so when I tore my ACL, so random, the FCA leader of my region was there. So he came over and prayed over me and I was like, what is this dude doing? Like, I'm fine. Cause at the time, you know, like I went down but I was like, why are these people around me? Like, I'm fine. Like I literally got up and walked. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm good. Like, you did this like during a volleyball game? Oh yeah. Okay. Preseason. Okay. Like literally, I think like the first tournament of junior year. Yeah. I did a move. I always do jump, land, snap, like just, you know, the, you always see those big, strong athletes go down. You're like, what happened? Yeah. Um, so he came over and prayed over me and I was like, oh my gosh. And then I figure I tear my ACL. He reaches back out to me and was like, hey, I heard that's a little bit more bigger than we thought it was. Um, I hope you're doing well. Hope rehab is going good. We're having fields of faith at my high school. Um, we would love for you to come and speak. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, they are picking the wrong person because I am so disconnected from Christ right now. Like at the time I was upset. Like I was, I was angry because I was so confused. I was like, why, why me? So I prepared a speech, uh, got up there and I just kind of, I had this whole speech written and then he just, Christ just kind of like took over me and was like, we're not going to read this. You're just kind of speak and you're going to share what's on your heart. Um, and so I just kind of talked about how sports have been my entire life. And at that moment I realized that we have a bigger purpose and we have a bigger goal and it's not all about volleyball. It will one day go away, even for the best of the best, they get old and they can't play anymore. So it's important to find things that make you happy in life, but also to serve Christ and to serve others. Um, through that, I mean, being a student athlete, we have such a big platform. And so if I'm not using that to the fullest to glorify him and to spread his love and joy to others, then what am I doing? I'm doing him a disservice. Yeah. So. Do you ever still feel like sometimes volleyball is like the center and you're like, Hey, Faith, let's get back to, let's get grounded. Let's keep on focusing on what matters. Oh, for sure. And I mean, it's, some days are just better than others sometimes. You know, on the hard days, I feel like sometimes it's harder to want to glorify him. I'm like, why am I doing this again? Why am I still playing? You know, it can be a struggle. Um, but I feel like in those moments too, it's really cool to see that. I'm like, okay, you know what? Even if it was a bad day at practice, like volleyball is not worth it. And I know that I have more worth than stats on a sheet of paper. Um, my teammates think of me way more and just a volleyball player um, my community thinks of me than more than just a volleyball player um, that's been really cool but then on the good days it's so cool to be able to glorify him and to have little girls come up to you after games and want to be you and to see that and you're like wow I have such a platform and such a gift that he has given me and I need to just give him all the glory and to spread his love for others yeah and I think you know, you and I are at very different times in our life. So I'm a senior and you're not just getting started, but I'm about to finish. And I think for me, you know, I kind of realized that my purpose wasn't just in track and field. Probably when I was actually when I got hurt last year, I was just kind of like, wow, I feel like I don't really have much. And I think for me, you know, I tried to do the same thing as you. I try to find different purposes with that. And now about to graduate, I like have goals and different things other than track. And I think a lot of people just put all their identity in their sport and then when they don't have it they're so lost and it is really hard but I think you know having Christ and following him and just 
knowing that your purpose lies within him is so great. And I'm so glad that you learned that at a bad time in your life, but also at an age that was really good and has brought you into the college career. And then after college, you know, in all different walks of life. So that's amazing. And seriously, when I heard your testimony that one time, I got chills. And then just hearing it now, I got chills again. So you're amazing. I really hope that people, when they watch you play, they don't just look at you like a volleyball player. They look at you as faith, maybe as a sixth generation, (laughs) maybe as this bubbly, beautiful smile person. But I think it's amazing for you to come on here and share your story and things like that. So for my last little part of the podcast, I ask, um, sorry, I post on Sigum 365 that I'm doing my podcast with you and I have some people ask some questions. Okay. So we have three. So Ashley Hodge is our first one. We love <laughs> Ashley. He yes. says, what does a summer schedule look like for you? How many hours per day spent on volleyball? Yeah. So we start June 1st. So oh. we, oh girl, really? I know, I know, <laughs> but it's going to be so worth it. Um, so we get May off, start June 1st. Um, we'll lift for about an hour and then we'll have open gym. Um, for about, I think it's like a three hour window. Okay. I don't know. Something like that. Um, and we'll do that every day. I think we may get Wednesdays off, something like that. Um, for June and then July and then towards the end of July, like early August, we'll hit double days. Um, which, you know, the double days, it is what it is, but it's a really cool time. Summers are so fun. Um, it's a great time just for us to grow as a team, to do, since we're not like a lot of us will take summer school, but it's not like we're going to class or stuff like that. Um, we're able to grow and just kind of hang out and play volleyball and break it down more and work on skills that we have a little bit more time just to kind of figure it out ourselves. Um, it's nice because coaches aren't around. Yeah. So we can really, it shows a lot of character and builds a lot of character for us to take responsibility of our training. And uh, if we want that big 12 ring, we better put in the work now. Um, so it's really cool. Puts grows our team together. Um, but we're busy. Yeah. We're going after it. Yeah. Do you like that there's not a lot of Baylor students here during the summer? I do. It's yeah, nice. We can kind of like go around campus. <laughs> I do know. Our thing. Don't have to worry about the traffic. I mean, construction oh, yeah. will always have traffic, oh, yeah. but when there's not a lot of people here, it's just kind of like it's really refreshing. Oh, it's so nice. And only athletes are here too. I know. It we get to hang really out nice. with each other. It's great. Summers yeah. are fun. No, I think that's awesome. Okay, so for my next question, this is from Scotty B and the Baylor King. Scotty B, the Baylor King, sorry. He said, what are your plans after attending Baylor in terms of a career? Do you have any ideas now? Yeah, so I'm majoring in corporate communications, minoring in public relations. I would love to be a sports announcer. I think that would be so fun. Um, The goal would be to work for, like, professional baseball team. Um, The Texas Rangers would be, or Houston Astros would be ideal. Yeah. Um, But to work with them, travel, I think being an athlete, I feel like I have like an edge on being able to ask them the questions they want to be asked. um, And I can relate to them on like a different level. Um, And I love talking to people. I love stuff like that. So same way. Oh yeah. yeah. So it'd be fun to, if that could be a career, that would be great. Yeah. Honestly, I would just say stick, just keep on pushing towards it because, or even if it does change one day, but just always do something that you love. And I'm super excited. I mean, you're so great right now. And I think definitely like, I also think like having that like athletic side, you do have something different than other people have to offer. So I'm super excited to see what that career has for you. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. So for my last question, Oh, wait, wait, he asked another one. He said, what is your cheat meal? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) I am not gonna lie. I love me some food. Like girl can eat. Um, my dad and I, when we, on club tournaments, we would go all over the states and the whole thing. Um, and so our thing was before 
like the first day of club, we would go to the best steakhouse we could find there, um, which was so fun. My dad definitely spoiled, spoiled me growing up. Um, but like a good steak dinner with like yeah. mashed potatoes, the whole thing, like lobster mac and cheese, and mm. then something chocolate after mm. is, oh, it's the best. Oh my <laughs> For God. sure. That's the best cheat meal. You would do that before you play? The night before. Ooh. Carb load. Hey, Carbo. I'll do anything for a good steak. Oh my God, steak is so good. I like that cheat meal. That's a good, oh, yeah. it's not really a cheat meal. That's what I would eat. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so for my last question, this comes from Brian Etheridge. The owners here are awesome. They always want to ask questions. He says, how does the internship help you in everyday life? And then are there moments you can apply what is there to studying or time management? Yeah, I love it. It is so much fun. Um, I get to work at the soundboard, which is not a lot, but I love it. And then just getting to see the three hosts get up there and do their thing. Um, I'm the only girl in the office, and I'm the youngest one, so I feel like I add a little bit of spunk and spark, yeah. and I get them talking, and I just love listening. I feel like they are so wise and just being able to handle questions on the fly and talk to people and just watching their mannerism, mannerisms and how they handle themselves is really cool. Um, and then also learning the production side is something that I did not think I would have to learn or need to learn. And I think I do. And it's kind of opened my eyes to, I'm like, okay, I want to learn this and this and this. And like, this is really cool. And just being prepared. And yes, it's big, a, been a big time management thing for sure. I mean, being a student athlete and being in 15 hours is a lot. Yeah. Um, and then this on top is also a lot, but I think it's, it's refreshing and it's nice to be able to come in and talk about sports and talk about everything that relates to that. And then the connections and the heart that people have behind that too is it's really cool. Yeah, no, I think it's really great that yes, you want to be like behind camera and like speaking with people, but you're also learning what you have to do with, well, that doesn't really make sense. You're learning the background of oh, things. 100%. And I think like, that's something that I never really learned is there's so much on the production side that you have to learn. So yeah. Well, thank you. Guys, if y'all want to watch the episode, you can go to the YouTube or the Spotify at the Untold Stories Athlete Edition. And also, I'll be posting everything on Sikkim365.com. Thank you.